Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 170. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? Um, all kinds of things going on with me right now. Really? Um, it's cold, first off, again, uh, which is, you know, it's winter. so or It's not winter yet. It's soon to be winter, so makes sense. Right. I got my big hoodie on right now because I don't want to pump up any heat. And my f- my calf hurts, so I stomped oh, no. on the ground yesterday to guy like get, get my kids' attention, and be like, "Hey," because they're they're <laughs> kind of fighting at each other. And I guess yeah, I yeah. stomped on the ground too hard, oh, and now no. today my calf hurts, which makes me feel so old. I just stomped the ground like if I was in stomp, I wouldn't be able to walk today. Yeah, that that's tough, man. If if you're stomping your feet too hard and and now you're in pain. I don't know. What's the next step after that? Just just death. It's just death. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. That's no fun. It's not. It's so bad. I don't get it. Like, it's so painful. It yeah. really just feels like I pulled a muscle stomping the ground, which, which I'm sure is possible physically, but sure. I didn't think that was going to happen. So now I have to, like, find other ways to... I guess I shouldn't be stomping anyways to get attention, but, like, maybe my kids should be fighting each other. That'd be something. That'd be good. We'd count that as a win. Yeah. What's going on with you? Uh, pretty nice day here for me. Well, not like weather-wise, just to get that. It was it was brick city. It was it was very, very cold and windy. Not fun. Um, but I was off today, so I went to the pro shop and picked up some Isles merch. I was very excited about that. I saw, I saw that. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but okay. uh, good job by you for picking up um, some really disgusting merchandise. So oh, gross. Yeah, I, I threw up when you showed me. I'm sure. I'm sure you did. <laughs> again we'll get to that later but that's good what they still had a lot or they're kind of getting low on stock oh no i was surprised so i got there around eleven thirty, and they had a they had a bunch of stuff and then i even went back and there was there was still a bunch of stuff so good uh they were well prepared excellent 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 all right well do you want to get into some island stuff then let's do it we want to start this show off by talking about 
friend of the program, Matt Barzal. So, NHL.com came out with a rankings, and uh, Matt Barzal, it was the top 20 centers, and Matt Barzal made the list. He comes in at number 19. And when when I looked at the list, I thought this was actually pretty fair. Like, when you look at, although the forwards are in front of him, you can maybe argue a, a spot or two forward, but... Uh, what, what was your take on that? Did you think it was fair? Would you put him higher, lower? I, when it, this first came out, I, I originally saw the fan one first. Okay. And I went, I don't even see him on this list. And what the hell is Kevin Hayes doing at number six? Number yeah. six, Kevin Hayes. Come on, guys. I understand it's a fan poll, but like, Jesus Murphy, Kevin Hayes does not belong anywhere near a top 20 center. He's fine. He's a fine center, but that's it. Yeah, top no. 20? Even top 10? Please. No. Uh, but as 19th overall, yeah, sure. I, I could see that. C- considering the season he had, uh, which wasn't bad by any stretch, right? He still had a pretty good season. Had, uh, was it a flat 60 this year? It's 62 last year, right? If I'm, I'm just Yeah, I believe it was, it was 60 in 68 games, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So pace that out. He's on for a better year. So he's production-wise uh, and, and a better two-way player as well. Uh, so, yeah, to put him around here, like you're looking at guys like Steven Stamkos, Sean Couturier, and Anze Kopitar around Matthew Barzal. Yeah, I would put him there. And at least Pedersen is, is just above them. And he had an electric season this year. So, yeah, I think this is fair. No, I definitely agree. Um, when I look at, because uh, pretty much anyone from 15 above, I, I, I thought was no way you can question it. Uh, Pedersen, like you said, with his season, I think he absolutely has to be ahead of him. Stamkos was interesting because... I don't know if he plays center enough to list him as a center. I feel like he's going to be on the wing a little bit more. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. He doesn't play a lot of center. Uh, he is a center, but you're right. Like they shift him to the wing all the time because you got you got to put that clapper on the wing. Right. Exactly. So if anyone like to me, Couturier is in front of him too. Just because he's he's an all around good center. Like he's very very good defensive. He won the Selkie, so um, I, I think he has to go in front of Barzal also. Stamkos, I'm not arguing that Barzal's better than Stamkos. I'm just questioning if he should be on a center list, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and that makes sense, right? So I'm okay with that as well. So at best, like you bump up Matthew Barzal to 18. Because again, you're right. He doesn't pass Sean Couturier. Uh, Sean Couturier, like these are all number one centers, right? There's no question that these are all number one centers in the league. Uh, And that's great to see that he's, you know, uh, one of the 19 best not only at his position, but like best top tier centers. Uh, so th- that's good. And he's only going to get better, right? Like we're, we're going into year four in the NHL. And most of these guys aren't in year, like they're older than that, right? Like Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel, Connor, Austin Matthews is perhaps, yeah, he's only, he's on year four now. He's going into year five of his career. Right. Cause he played in 20, 2016 was his first season and he played yeah, that 16, year. 17, 18, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. So we just like, counted our fingers. That was funny. <laughs> I, have to do it, I have to see it. I can't do it in my head. Yeah. Uh, very visual is what I am. So he's one of the younger guys on the list. Obviously, Elias Pettersson, younger than he. Uh, but that's it, right? Like, it's Matthew Barzell, Elias Pettersson as, as the two young guys. Uh, that's pretty good for us. A guy who's going to get better and, and could very well hit the top 10 this year, I would say. In 2021, or sorry, 21-22, he'll be on on the top 10 list. Okay, so that was where I wanted this conversation to go now. What does he have to do to get into that top 10? What do you need to see from him? I, I think for Barzal, it's going to have to be more production. 
closer to a point per game, which is doable. It's completely feasible. He's done it before. He can do it again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I would say. And maybe like better two-way play, but I, I think we're putting too much stock into that for the type of player he is. Yeah, for him, I don't necessarily need that just because of how dynamic of a skater and playmaker he is. You know, if he does, great. That's just an added bonus, but I'm not even really necessarily looking for that. I agree. It, to me, it's more point production and getting up over that 80-point mark and maybe closer to 90. Yeah, you want him to be that main offensive guy, which he is anyways, right? Like, mm-hmm. no one's saying he isn't right now, but you want him to hit that 80, 80-plus 80 point or, or whatever it's going to be this year based on however many games they play. Uh, you want to see him up there. You don't want him to, like, you have to be Patrice Bergeron. Well, no, because he's not. He, he just isn't, right? Like, we keep saying this about Oliver Wallstrom as well. He's going to have defensive gaps in his game. That's just who he is. You, they can't all be Patrice Bergeron or, or the greatest two-way player. It's do they have acceptable two-way play? And I think Matthew Barzell does. He's going to get better, uh, like, a, more of a, a cerebral defensive player, like knowing where to be and when to be there uh that that's going to come with time uh, the, the production he's he's got to put more in in the net physically like actual pucks like he's got to score more goals yeah no i agree with that he was on pace for i believe 23 goals this year if he gets that number over even if it's just over 25 like in the upper 20s i think you're in pretty good shape yeah, that's what I would like to see. I, I don't want to see a floating in the lower 20s to like near 20 because uh, then people are going to start using the Josh Bailey argument all over again. Well, he doesn't score 20, so like he's definitely not a top six player. Come on, guys, relax here. That just makes me want to bang my head into a wall. <laughs> uh, see, I, I could see him doing the twenty, doing 25 goals again. Like, remember how he started the year? He was on pace for, was it not 36 goals, like through 20 games or something? I believe, yes, for a, a pretty significant chunk of this year, he was on pace for like 35 plus goals. And then he slowed down a little bit as the injury started to come. And as we know, the Islanders as an entire team kind of slowed down in January and beyond. Um, so not super surprising. And who knows, in a likely shortened season in 2021, maybe he gets off to a hot start and his numbers pace out to 35-plus goals again. Right, and that would be great. Uh, and it was weird because you bring up that uh, how the things kind of dipped at the the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get why it dipped either. So I tried to look at the numbers, and expected goals were up. The number of shots went up. Like He was doing more and more of quality and still not scoring. So I don't know what happened there in the second half of the season for Matthew Barzell to not convert like he did before. Uh, but all the metrics were there for him to convert as, as regularly as he did in the first half. So it, it's, it was a very odd thing. We'll see if that manifests itself again in 2021. Hopefully not. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if he's getting those chances, they they would convert more. Like kind of like I have the same feeling with Anders Lee. Like I think if Anders mm-hmm. Lee gets the same amount of chances that he did this past year, he's going to be just fine. Um, I just think they were snake bitten at a time. I, I don't know if you can necessarily quantify it. Well, yeah, like you could do a shooting percentage for sure, right? When we've talked yeah, about yeah. this multiple times, Anders Lee's awful shooting percentage on the power play, and that alone will change things for him. Matthew Barzell didn't necessarily have that. Um, but I, I think there's going to be a turnaround for him. And by turnaround, it's not like he had a terrible year and he's going to be amazing all over again. It's, he's going to take that next step because also Barry Trotz is going to have to see that as well. Going like, I have a really offensive dynamic player. I have to use that more frequently. Uh, yes, there's going to be some defenses, lap, defensive lapses, but I've got a good team behind him to cover for that. Yeah, that's true. 
That's that's a good point when you bring that up that they have the you know the ability to cover that up if need be. Um, but for for me, I think in order for him to rise up this list, the only way to do that is is point production because there's nothing else you could really ask out of him. It's not like oh he's never went on like a a, a run before in the playoff. No, cross that out. Really, the last two years, like it's just score more points and maybe maybe more so maybe more so goals like you said earlier on here. Um, but he's not far off from moving up this list and moving up quickly. Like I could see him surpassing guys like Couturier and O'Reilly and maybe guys like Barkov too, depending on what, what happens this year. Obviously the list is going to fluctuate as it goes, but, um, he has, I think he has a shot to get close to the top 10 centers for sure. I would say so. And again, this is a subjective list. Like this isn't a, uh, this is the only list that matters one, but it's a popular one because everyone looks to NHL.com, right? They're the, the singular source for NHL information. Um, so yeah, everyone looks to that as some sort of authoritative list. It, it is not, but it's it's the best one that we've got. And so like I, I agree with you. I think he's going to rise up. I would say if he has a year we expect him to have, he's going to be in the top 10 next season. Ooh, I like that take. I, that's, that's what I, I think he's going to have a really strong year. Um, and the, the guys around him are also going to have a strong year, like Everly and Lee, um, and that that's just going to help him even more. Absolutely. Anything else on Matthew Barzell before we move this thing along? No, let, let's get to the pièce de résistance. Yes, we have to talk about it. I know that it feels like it's been beaten to a pulp on the timeline for, for weeks at this point, but the Islanders finally officially released the reverse retro jerseys and... We were extremely underwhelmed, right, Mitch? <laughs> Sorry, I, I did this bit on on the BS podcast, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I am asleep. It, it bored me to death. It bored me to death. That silly, silly jersey. Yeah. So I, I'll I want to start by saying this: by looking at the jersey itself in in a vacuum, it's not an ugly looking jersey. My issue with it is that it, it, they didn't do enough. They didn't get creative enough with it. They, it, they changed the color. Hex, it's darker. It's, you know, it's navy. <laughs> they and moved they, the blue fader down yeah, to the black a little closer. <laughs> exactly. And then they flipped the, the stripes. That is it. That's it. Uh, it's so boring. It's it's And it is really close to the 2000s. Did they stretch look. out the, um, the, the, the logo a little bit? I think the logo is a little bit bigger. God almighty, give me a break. I don't know. Yeah, like, like we have to get your magnifying glass out and look at them side by side. Like one of those things. You ever get one of those magazines in, in school and it'd be like, all right, you got to find the five differences between these photos. And you're like, yes, you got three of them. And you're like, well, damn, like I, I can't find the last two. This is me trying to figure out the difference between the, the Islanders current jerseys and the reverse retros. And so far, all we got is one's darker. They flip the colors. And maybe the logo's a little bit bigger. Other than that, it's a carbon copy. It really is. And and it really comes back to that. that they, it's devoid of not any thought. Because there was some thought in it. Like, pride and passion is what they did. And you're going, like, cool. Those are just buzzwords. Right? Like, we're all prideful of the dynasty. We're all there. You have the four stripes on the stick for a damn reason, right? Yeah. Like, we, we know that. We get it. We, 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 we all love it. We all cherish it. Could you not have had a little bit of fun? I done, done something, anything. Even just keep the, the logo. 
n- none of us has uttered the, the 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 curse word around this fan base yet mm-hmm. in relation to this. Uh, keep the logo as is. Play with the colors. Why not teal? Why not orange? Right? I like do something. You did nothing. You underwhelmed and you embarrassed. And we're supposed to be like, well, I, I, who cares if they're winning? Come it's a clean, on, it's a, it's a, <laughs> if I see it's a clean look and it doesn't matter what they wear as long as they're winning one more time, I'm, I'm putting my head through the wall. I can't do it. This is like, we just want to have fun. That's it. That's all we're asking for is just for something a little bit fun and different. And we're not asking for a full-time logo change. I love the home jerseys. They are beautiful. The away yep. whites, they're classic as well because people will say, oh, they used to wear white at, at home all the time. Mm-hmm. And the thought of wearing the, the home, the blue at home was sacrilegious for years and years and years. But we throw that out the window. The the home and away jerseys are really, really nice. The the third alternates with the with the NY, they, they're okay. I don't have a huge issue with it. They're not an abomination. They don't really move the needle one way or the other for me. They're fine. But for a... a reverse retro a fourth jersey that you're going to wear i don't know you could probably count on one hand how many times they're going to wear those things this year and and you just go we're going to make it a little bit darker like they didn't wear navy blue in the 80s like what is it doesn't have to do anything they really didn't do anything i i don't i i don't know man it it it's such a weird so that's such a weird thing to do. And of course, they're not the only one, right? A lot of people say they're not the only ones. Detroit did something you, you were like you, barely anything, right? They went with a white jersey and their logo. Cool. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that was bad. The Leafs one I, I thought was bad. I didn't like the Leafs one. And that that's pretty much it. Those are like the only three that I didn't like. Dallas went white out. That's the only eh. ones, really, that I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah. good job, guys. And, and I know if people have said Philly as well, but, like, Philly did something, right? Like, I, I, the idea here is reverse retro, right? So you take something in that went that's retro, and you reverse it a little bit, right? So the Kings, the, the Kings to me, are the perfect example. They mm-hmm. took the 90s logo, and they put the the colors from, like, their, their 70s, 80s jerseys, like the Butch Goring edition jerseys, where it's yeah, purple yeah. and gold. They were they used the retro and they reversed it right. They didn't just go black and black and uh, silver. silver. They went yeah. with the gold and and purple. Great job. That that to me captures the essence of, of what 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 the the campaign is of the reverse retro campaign. The Islanders went like uh, whatever. Well, well, that's Lou for you. Okay, well, like uh, Lou didn't have to do that. No, no, of course not. And like other other teams don't have pride and tradition like we, we talked you brought up the perfect example the montreal Canadiens. that jersey is like you, you can't touch that god forbid you mentioned touching that jersey and they flipped it and they had the blue as the main with the red stripe and i thought that looked really good i don't know about you that looked really crisp mitch yeah, we're talking about a team that won 24 stanley cups have won five in a row and six in a row in two separate occasions right and they yes they didn't touch the logo right but you're right they flipped Blue is now the primary, red is secondary with some white. Holy Hannah, unbelievable what just happened here. Like, minds blown. Such a simple thing. And it's not much. It's not much. It's not great. It's fine. It looks good. It looks good, yeah. Because, like, they didn't really do much, but they did enough to be like, let's try something different without changing a jersey that has existed. Well, it's not always been like this, but, like, essentially for, like, 100 years. Right. And that... (laughs) Come on. I know. And, and that and that's the thing, because I, with I would say what there's 31 teams in the league. 
27 to 28 of the fan bases are probably going to say, oh, this is different. You know what? I'm interested in going out and buying this. But for the Islanders, unless you're a jersey collector and you're like, oh, I got to get one of like every single jersey, no one is like, got to get my hands on that reverse retro. Have to. But if they did something different, if they had the orange as the prime memory, if they used the forbidden 90s logo that I won't mention by name right now, could you imagine? Let's get into it after this. After okay. this, let's get into that. Could you imagine the just how interesting it would be for for so many different people? They say, "Oh, I you know I'd have to get I have to get that, or I, I want to get that because it's different. It's cool." And, and so, so sorry, that would mean money, right? Is that is that a good thing? Um, I would say yes, um, especially huh. when you don't have any fans in, in your in your stadium. Because of a, a a pandemic, a global pandemic, that you would want to make as much money as humanly possible. So my logic from a marketing perspective, now granted, I did not go to school for marketing. I have a communications degree, but I think I have a pretty good idea for what's going on there. I, um, I would want to make as much money as humanly possible, and I would try to do something a little bit different to draw attention, because that's what you want to do. I, I Yeah. <laughs> yes, a hundred times yes, and obviously, not everyone will agree to that. You know, we've lived through the the fisherman logo era, and we don't want to have to go through that embarrassment again. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get the apprehensiveness of, of the fisherman logo, which we'll get to now. We'll transition to that because, sure. as we, we we clearly stated before, this isn't a we only want to see the fisherman logo and gosh darn it, if you don't do it, we're going to hate you. It's, you didn't do anything creative, you didn't excite us, you failed because of that. Now, they could have done the Fisherman logo, which is something that we've advocated before, and other people have as well. Uh, My favorite ridiculous take on this whole situation comes from Alan Hahn. I think you know who he is. Yes, I do. Tweets out, let's end this with a simple thought. The blue pill gives you Lou as your president GM, which includes him not embracing an embarrassing logo. The teal pill, lols, uh, gives you the logo you want, but you don't get everything else he has brought since he arrived. Which pill do you choose? That's BS. Don't play that dumb game. That's such BS. One or the other, and that, I've seen that in the comments because uh, we'll talk about what I did today later. I'm sure, but there, there were some comments on that saying like, "Oh, what do you, you don't want, Lou? Then I guess you want Garth back and all of his." Dr-. No, no. All I am saying is I just would like my team to take an opportunity where they could do something different, make some money and do something fun. That's it. I'm just looking for fun. I want to have fun. I want to have a good team and have fun. Can that both should be able to happen, Mitch? Is that like too much to ask? I don't personally think so. Apparently not. And if we, if we want the logo, then we have to get rid of Lou. That that's the they they are tied apparently or antithetical to one another, right? Like they they cannot exist in the same sphere of existence apparently. Even though his team is currently selling that merchandise, even though he's doing that right now, but right. no, not on the ice, guys. Like oh, okay, cool, but like you don't have to go like well if you you want that then you can't say you want the GM. No, this isn't like I, no. I didn't vote, so you can't criticize the president. It's not that's not <laughs> what we're talking about here. Right? Like you can't you can't play that card because that card oh, is is misused. It's yeah. not what we're talking about. This yeah. is using a logo for a pure marketing it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Of course it is. Sure. But like, come on here. We're gonna go, well, you can't have the winning GM. It's either you have winning or the logo. 
no, no, no. This isn't about winning. Don't make this is about winning. If they put that jersey on, which they they wear that logo, right? I'm pointing to my head because Anders Lee wears that hat all the time. Come on, like they they know they have they have to wear the Brooklyn Blacks. Did they like them? I did, but not, maybe not all of them. No, did. I don't think so. Yeah, right. Right, like they know, they know. Go to all the minor leagues and talk to them about the, the crazy jerseys they have to wear. Are they going to stop winning because they have to wear some ridiculous Star Wars Day theme? Come on, relax. Um, I also saw, I believe, someone someone put out uh, Bob Bourne's take on the uh, the Fisherman logo. Yes, I want to say this with all due respect to Bob Bourne. I don't give a bleep what he thinks about that logo. That does not mean one way or the other to me. I don't care. What what what's the difference? It's not it's not 1970, it's not 1980 anymore. Like these this thing happens now. Yes, teams get gimmicky. Like I we completely understand the reverse retro in itself is a gimmick. It's a way to dr- drum up revenue and make money and make noise on, on social media. Like I'm sorry, this is the world we live in now. And going down the route of the complete boring with just flipping the the two lines to make that look like 80s and the navy blue like it's 2001 all over again. What does that do? It's it's nothing. And now, now you saw all the articles come out. Like, remember a few years ago, it was ranking every team in the NHL from, worst, from best to Islanders. Now it's ranking every reverse retro jersey from best to Islanders. And I know at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter. But it's just like it's, it was a wasted opportunity. That's all. And yes, like would I have liked to see the fishermen? I would have. I personally would have. I know you would have as well. But it's not mm-hmm. just about oh, I want the fishermen or nothing else. No, I, I just wanted them to do something different. I wanted them to do something creative. What if you split the difference between the two? You had the, the Navy jersey with like the, the teal, the white and the orange and then the Islanders logo, but with just some like teal and the orange and white mixed in there. Like, I feel like that could potentially make everyone happy. It'd be like, oh, that's kind of like the 90s jersey. But hey, you kept the crest the same. It's not that fisherman crest. That's that's awful. I f- what, what's wrong with something like that? Nothing. Not like honestly, you're preaching to the choir here. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, but again, people will say, well, it's teal. That 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 will be enough for flashbacks, right? Of of 1994, was it? I forget the exact year uh, it came out for some reason. No, I think it was 95, 96. Right. I don't know why I said 94. Right, like that that'll bring them right back. And I get it. I, I really do. I was I was well not physically there because I'm I'm rarely physically there. But I was around when that when that came out, and and I get it. I I remember the embarrassment. I remember. But we're not talking about the same thing anymore. We all have that shared trauma of that period of time. We really do, and we're all on the same side. Like we don't want to have to go through that period of time again. But you're attaching a shared trauma to a to once to what is a scapegoat, right? Like you're funneling all of that trauma into the fisherman. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was it was not the right time to do that. And and, and that alone is, is allowing people to just kind of funnel all their hatred for that period into that one thing. It is misguided. I, I, I get it. I really do. But in this situation, we're not talking about the same thing anymore. For like you said earlier, we're talking about a fourth jersey. They're going to wear it three, maybe four times over regular 82 game season. 
Like, we always complain that the NHL has a personality complex. And then this comes out and we go like, yes, hurrah, we did nothing of personality at all and showed no character whatsoever. Huzzah! I, why is no one like our sport? I don't get it. You can't. You can't have that both ways. Although, apparently, maybe you, 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 anyways. If you want personality, here's a time to show it with the, the minimal amount of impact. And we said, like, no, we're good. If you pulled the entire, the entire Islanders roster, what they thought of that logo, I would say a majority of them would probably say, oh, that's cool. I'd want to wear that on the ice. I, I don't want to get to that specifically, but there was a poll here from Kerry Haber. Okay. I think we all know who he is. Yes. Uh, 1,200 people voted. And the questions were, out of curiosity, if the Islanders adopted the Fisherman jersey in any official capacity, what would your thoughts be? I would be happy. I would be mad. I don't care. 54.9% of people said, I would be happy. Now, of okay. course, this isn't an entire, the entire population of Islanders fans, but right. in any poll, in any, like, like the, the Ipsos poll, right, when it comes to voting, voting mm-hmm. patterns, 1,000 people is usually the cutoff. 1,200 people. Like, this is a pretty fair representation when it comes to sample. Uh, and maybe it's not a, a fair um, random sample analysis because you don't, you don't know what the age differential from people. But, like, let's just say it is a fair sample. 54% is pretty high. Like, we're not talking about, like, oh, a, a, an okay portion. We're talking about a majority here. A majority. Right. It's 54. And then what are the other, what are the percentages for the other two? I would be mad. Fourteen point nine percent. I don't care. Thirty point two. So fifteen percent of people would be mad out of twelve hundred. Like that. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. And like, like, care the way Carrie formed the answer. It's just, I just want to know. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm he's not saying what you should or shouldn't. It's just straight up. What would you feel? Yes. I. That's a pretty fair poll to me. No, it is, and. Uh, you know, to be completely fair, I would think our our listeners are, are probably in that same boat because I, if you're on Twitter, you probably listen to podcasts, and if you listen to podcasts, like you probably, I don't think there's someone who's like, oh, I'm not on Twitter because that's for young people, but they're also uh, listening to our podcasts. If that makes sense. I don't know, I, I don't know. I'm old, so I consider you're myself on Twitter. I, I hurt my shin or my my leg stomping the ground. All right, so like that should tell you everything you need to know about my age. Oh boy, yeah, but the the reverse retros got me a little riled up this week, and it's it was not fun on the timeline. No, it it got everyone riled up, which is nice to see, right? That's what we want. It shows the passion in the fan base. It shows people really do care, whether you say you care or not. You really do, right? Uh, you're you're just not necessarily picking a side, which is fine. It it is just a jersey. It changes mm-hmm. nothing on the ice, although apparently it might. Um, this is good in a way. Like we we still have ways to go in terms of like selling this franchise uh but yes at the end of the day like people are saying at least they're winning at least they're winning absolutely so i think we can move along to our own edition of the reverse retro now what we wanted to do yes let's get to the uh, reversing retro remix i think was what we called yeah it. reverse retro remix absolutely so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back in time and we if we had the power to reverse Five trades and five signings. Which would we like to reverse? Let's start with trades. What are you reversing, Mitch? Um, so my first two are pretty chalk, 
right? Like, uh, I think we're both going to have these on our on our list in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Yashin and Luongo, right? Those are one and two on my list as well, which there's going to be overlap here. And um, it, it makes sense because, yes, and you've mentioned this time and time again, Yashin was fine for the Islanders, but what they gave up and then what they paid him, it was it was not good. It was really Very not much good. not fine. Yeah, and then... Giving up on Luongo and and the whole DiPietro thing and Ole Jokinen, right? Like and, not even yeah. considering Rick DiPietro, Mark Parrish, great, great. Yeah, Ole Kavasha, not, not so good. much. No, but trading off Ole Jokinen and Roberto Luongo together, even Mark Parrish is like, lols, they lost that trade while he was getting traded, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah no, he's like, what the hell is happening here? So like that, that's bad. What's what's your number three though? Um, my number three is Clutterbuck for Nino. Yes, same. <laughs> okay. Wow, there you go. So, um, and it's not necessarily anti-Cal at this point. I like Cal. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Cal Clutterbuck. Happy um, birthday to the Calster. Um, but it's the idea of giving up on a 19-year-old fifth overall pick. Who turned out to be a, a pretty good NHLer. Like, not top-tier guy, but like, no, better, better than the other fifth overall you took a couple years afterwards. Oh yes, one hundred percent. He, to me, Nino's a good middle six player. Michael Dalcole yes. is not a good middle six player. No, then that that's just it, right? So like they they gave up on him too hard. Although to be fair, like maybe he could have done more to keep his career going here on the island. But like yeah. still, still, you you get a what is it third round pick in Cal Clutterbuck for Nino? <laughs> Woof. Yeah, I I, I know it, it's not great, not great. So where did you go number four? Because I think this is where we're going to start finding some difference here. Because I, I tried to maybe not go off the board, but I tried to find somewhere. I was like, uh, okay, I don't think these ones will be talked about. Uh, I did the Terjean trade. Okay, right. Yep, that's fair. Giving so you, up how on, would you, you would keep Terjean, obviously? Yeah, I would keep, my. I'll give you my last two together because it's kind of the same premise. My last two were Terjean and Ziggy because I would have done everything in my power to keep both of those guys around. I yeah, Ziggy would would have been one. I went Mark Streit, uh, and I know he left because like he didn't want to sign with the Islanders because they weren't giving him enough enough, enough money. Although apparently they offered him like five point five million dollars, right? And he was like, mm-hmm. ah, no, they offered him five. He wanted five point five or more. Okay, uh, at, at like thirty six years old, and the Islanders said no thanks. Um, but if if we could have, that would have been great. I would have liked to have kept him around another couple of years because he still had some good years over in Philly. He did, yeah. Uh, and then I tried to go like way out of the box, like something wild. Uh, Carter Verhage, trading Carter Verhage for Christos Gudlevskis. You remember him? Yes, vaguely. I vaguely remember Christos Gudlevskis. That was he what, was July one, twenty seventeen. Yes, right. Okay, yeah, like yeah. the last era of uh, of Gar Snow uh, makes that trade. So depth player for us, never played at the NHL level. He is now a Stanley Cup champion. Um, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and he's not like a, a top six guy or even a middle six guy. He's a bottom tier guy. He's a fourth line guy. Best case scenario, a third line guy. But that that's still someone that we could use, right? And he's clearly good enough to be in the NHL level and to give to get a what was an AHL goalie who is now playing in the Swiss League. Eh, it wasn't great. I, I would flip no. that one. I'm not saying like yeah. Gar failed. I would just flip that one based no, on the, the, the theme of what we're doing here. No, 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 totally fair. I, I know that's not one that's going to like jump off the page, um, but that's fair. Because like you said, he can, he's an, at least an NHLer where we don't even know where, where's Christos Golifskis? 
in Switzerland, I believe. Okay. Yeah, like they, he's not even North America playing hockey anymore. And that was three oh, years no, no. ago. Yeah, exactly. Right. He went to the KHL, played two seasons with uh, with Riga in Latvia, and then is now in uh, Switzerland. Okay. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. I forgot about the the Ziggy one for some reason. I didn't go that far back, so I wanted to keep it pretty recent. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one that I, if you could do anything, it'd be keep keep him around or, or try to keep him happy enough where he's not like going to say, get me out of here. Exactly. So let's do signings now. Where would you start? Lad. Yeah, Lad is number one on my list as well. Um, ironically, paying Kyle Oposo might have been worse than signing Andrew Ladd. Would it have? I guess because it was another $500,000, right? Right, and he he had a. I think in his first year he put up forty two points, something like that. It was over forty. Yeah, forty four points, twenty nine, nineteen last year. Yeah, so it really slowed down pretty quickly there. Just kind of like what happened with Lad here. Yeah, as much as forty four points versus the what was it thirty two that Lad scored his first year. Yeah, I believe twenty three goals, twenty three goals, and eight assists. assists. That's wild. That's crazy. (laughs) Right, and and I don't think he hit 20 points the year afterwards. No, I think he had 12 goals and 7 assists the year after, something like that. Close. Kyle had 10 more, playing for Buffalo, mind you, Uh, and and then uh, 19 points in 52 games in 1920, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, that that 45 points, sorry, he's also have a 45-point year. So he's got two years of over 40 points. Yeah. And his first year, he only played 65 games. Okay. All right. Yeah, so maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. It'd be mad. It would be It would be bad now, right? Because, like, add yeah. another $500,000 to the cap. In the, yeah, in this situation, sure. Um, um, so who'd you go for number two? Also on brand for me, Leo Komarov. <laughs> he makes my list. He's on my list. Uh, but not number two for me. Why, why'd you go Leo, number two? Um, I probably could have bumped him down. I, was, I But... This to me, it was it was wasted because they, if you remember correctly, they signed him before Valtteri Filippula. So in my right. my mindset was, okay, he this is the guy who they're gonna have play third line center. Like I don't love it, but okay, sure. Then they signed Valtteri Filippula. Then I was like, okay, I guess Leo Komarov can play on the fourth line. That's kind of a lot of money for a fourth liner, but okay. And then they trade for Matt Martin. And I'm like, where is Leo Komarov going to play now? <laughs> and then that's kind of been the story of the last two years. <laughs> There's way too many people for that one spot now. Correct. Yes. That's fair. He he also makes my list for essentially the same reason going like, what, what, what do you do here? And how do you justify $3 million, not just this year, but next year? Uh, and, and there's a bit of reasons he buys there because of it. But like, mm-hmm. we are where we are because... Um, my number two is uh, Mikhail Grabowski. He also makes my list because Grabo didn't really do much while he was here. Uh, unfortunately, his career ended too short because of injuries. Um, but like he had that what nineteen points first year in fifty one games, and then twenty five in fifty eight games. Never played a full season, uh, and, and just could not really give the was five million dollars. Was it not that he got? Same mm-hmm. thing as Kuhlman, right? Uh, Kuhlman no, was four Kuhl- and change. Yeah, it was some weird like four point some odd number, whatever it was. Yeah, they both got four year deals, and uh, Kuhlman was a little less, and Grabowski was five mil. Right, because you're you're looking at a guy who put up fifty eight points once in 
2010, 2011. Yeah. Um, he just wasn't wasn't the same player anymore, and 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 we had to lose a first round pick for someone to take him off our hands. Exactly. They they had like a good half a season on the third line together in 2014-15, and then after that, it was not good. Not so much anymore. No. Um. So that he made my list because of that. He made number two. Who's your number three? Uh, DiPietro. Yes. Same <laughs> one. Yeah. Fifteen years. Uh. Not his fault, but awful, awful contract. Right. Like, he talked about it with, uh, maybe not the contract itself, but he talked to uh, Arthur Staple today. And, and just hearing what happened with the knee and how, like, the cartilage just wasn't there. And he tried, he tried, he tried. And you, you definitely feel bad for the guy. Like, it's oh, not course. his fault that Charles Wong's, like, signed 15. Here's a 15-year deal. Yeah, of course I'll sign for 15 years. You're giving me how much? $67 million? Yeah, of course I'll sign that. Of course, I have no fault. I give Ricky Pietro no no fault for signing that deal. Uh, the Islanders, however, that was a dumb deal to give, just for the length, like fifteen years. What do you What are you on about? Why Why would you do that? Wouldn't this be like his last year on this deal if they hadn't uh, bought it out? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. It would be. This would be. L- let me just bring it up here because they're oh, still paying him the one point five million dollars till forever. Yeah. Oh, he six. would still be on for the, uh, up until the end of the season, until twenty twenty one. That's when it's over. Wow, <laughs> they'd still be he'd be on the cap for four point five million dollars if he was still somehow playing, even though he's thirty nine years old, just that's, turned on in September. Yeah, wow, that's that's nuts to think that he would still technically be on the books at this point. Right. But he's still getting a cool 1.5 million until 2028, 20, yeah. 20, 29. Good, Good job him, by man. you. Yeah, you signed that deal. If, if you're DiPietro, of course you signed that deal. All day. All right. So who's number four then? What what deal would you not do? Yashin. Ooh, yeah. I didn't put him on my list, but you're right. Absolutely. Uh, just it, too long, too much money. Didn't live up to it. Not good. Yeah. And bought it out with what? Three, four years in? Well, I can't remember how long it was. It was four years in, was it not? Four years out of a seven-year deal? No, it wasn't seven years. No, deal. it was what ten. Am I talking about it was ten-year deal, and they bought him up. They bought him out after oh seven. It all sounds right. I, I don't know why I can't reconcile that in my head as it speaks. People are probably going nuts at home, yeah, uh, and, and that's fair. They did. They bought him out June six, two thousand and seven, and so they finished paying that off twenty fourteen fifteen. Yeah, there you go. That's insane. Yeah, he signed a 10-year deal, $63.997944 million. Ridiculous. Classic. Uh, I, I went for a little bit more recency. So at, at the, the end of my list, my last two picks, I, I left for something that was a little bit more weird. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fifth one was going to be uh, Leo Komarov, no. so um, wasn't that weird, I suppose. I mm-hmm. went with Derek Broussard at number four. Really? Okay. Yeah, because that was an absolute failure. The the one point two million dollars is inconsequential. It just he it failed so hard. He went he being Lou went back into the trade market, shipped off a first, second, and almost a third to get a third line center that he's now paying uh, five million dollars for. Okay, I I see that I couldn't I can't justify it being on my list just because the one point two million dollars I don't really care about. So um, that's why it doesn't make my list. But I, I see the point that you make with Lou having to go out then and uh, fix that role that he thought he fixed a, a few months earlier when he signed. Right. So I would reverse it. Uh, of course, like th- that means we don't get Jean-Gabriel Peugeot in this world, which 
kind of sucks. But I, I would not have made that signing. I would reverse signing Derek Broussard and, and go another route. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. So that that was our five. That was our five. What is your listener uh, reverse retro remix? So what is a trade that you would not do or reverse? And what is a signing that you would not do? Let us know. Absolutely. So want to get into the quiz, Mitch? Yes, sir. I had a little help this week from from Spiz. So Ooh, thank, thank you, you Spiz. Matthew Spizero. Uh, so this is episode 170 of the Eyes on Isles podcast. Is as we do every week. I try to get Matt to guess a specific Islanders player uh, who has either played or done something around the number 70 or or 170. This time I'm going with 70 just to help you out okay. a little bit here. Has played 70 games for the Islanders. You have five clues. They get progressively easier as we go along. Are you ready, Matt? Yeah, let's do it. I was born in Simcoe, Ontario. Okay, next. Yeah, I, I don't even know where that is, so <laughs> if you got that, just just stay up now, we're done. Um, two, I hold the Islanders' record for saves in a game at 58. Saves in a game at 58. Okay, next. Varlamov and I dueled it out in an 11-round shootout. I won. Eleven round shootout. <sighs> okay, next. I was brought in to cover for Rick DiPietro. Sorry, I was brought in as a free agent to cover for Rick DiPietro in 2009-2010. Al Montoya. Incorrect. Oh my god. Okay. I was so confident in that too. Close. You're close. Okay. Um, five. My first name is Dwayne, but I'm not The Rock. Dwayne Rolison. Correct. Correct. Ah, the other one. The other goalie. Yes. So they brought him in. He left Edmonton. They were going to give him three. So I think it was a flat three. And then the Islanders like, we'll sign you for two years at five and a half. And he said, you got it, baby. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame him for that. So yeah, fifty-eight saves in a game—that's insane. That's, That's a so ton much of saves. Holy crap! And then eleven rounds of the shootout. That's courtesy of Matt Spazero. He was there apparently watching the game, and he's just couldn't believe his eyes. Eleven rounds of shooters. Imagine that. How long That's does that ton. take? That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time for sure. Jesus. All right, let's get into the social segment, Mitch. See what's trending around on Isles Twitter. What do you got today? Uh, mine is from at uh, Shocks. Or Schwax. Sorry, Schwax, not Schwax. I can't read. Uh, and it, there's two tweets, so there's a little bit of a story here. Uh, Scott Gomez is doing, an, uh, is doing a Reddit AMA, and his answers are about as prepackaged and dull as you might expect. They really were. <laughs> uh, but I'm laughing inside because he seriously answers my question, what makes a power play unit effective? As you remember, he was a power play coach for the Islanders for two years, brought in yes. by Doug White, kept on by Barry Trotz for one year. Yes. His answer, positioning. Everyone is ready for a rebound. It's discipline, knowing your spots and your outs. Which explains a lot because the Isles power play still involves a lot of standing around in the same position, never moving. Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's just amazing. Unbelievable. It's so true. I, I, I read some of the answers. I didn't see Schwax's question, I guess, because I, I was scrolling for power play and Maybe I, I missed that one, but uh, they were some not very, they were some very boring answers. Unbelievable. 
Absolutely. So uh, my first one comes from Ian Thomas on Twitter. He says, work on the roof and frankly everywhere is continuing to be done at UBS Arena. Here are some drone shots showcasing the progress. If you have not seen these drone shots, they are beautiful. Like these could be in a magazine or something. They are truly amazing. And, you know, I drive by every week and to see it continue to go up is is awesome but seeing it from like up above it really starts to give me like the feels like i want this thing i want it now yeah like brendan said right it's it's hot it's getting impossible to not imagine how this building is going to look right because it's basically done there's a few sheets to put on the roof and then it looks like it's done like the shell is done right now they just got to start work on the inside well they got to stay the bricks aren't completely done around the outside they still got to work on getting some of those uh the bricks around but um it's pretty damn close it's getting there man right so like it's soon man they they only have another year but like at the rate they're going the outside is done all right well that that to me seems like the harder part of course i could definitely be wrong yeah i've never really built anything outside (laughs) of legos so (laughs) you do that very well though thank you uh my next one's from brian larson at islanders 1932 can't wait for the Isles to do something really retro, like winning the cup this year. Yes, nice. please. That would be that would be awesome, and that's and that's honestly perfect because, uh, well, like we said, that's that's all you want. That's all we really want at the end of the day. Yeah, of course, we all want them to win. Every team wants their team to win, of course. But like, we also want to have some fun while they're doing all that winning because they're doing some winning, right? They're the seventh ranked team on record uh, in the NHL. And that's considering, the, oh, sorry, over the last few years, they have the seventh best record in the NHL. And that's considering the fall from grace that they had at the end of the year last year, right? So that's saying something. Because if they didn't have that fall, where do you think they rank, right? Like top five at least. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely think so. I would say probably right around top five. Exactly, right? So like they're winning already. We just wanted to have some fun while they're doing it. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, last one from me is a birthday shout out. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to give a birthday shout out to Cal Clutterbuck and that beautiful, beautiful mustache. So my question to you in honor of Cal Clutterbuck's birthday is which Cal look is your favorite Cal look? Is it mustache Cal or beard Cal? Oh, my my mustache Cal for sure. Like the whole like Trevor Gillies, you know, right? Like the, the handlebar mustache for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go mustache because I think he looks better with the beard, but mustache because it's more intimidating fourth line, like I'm going to beat the crap out of you kind of thing. It really looks like he's about to staple some people to the boards, right? Like it really looks like he's about to just free train through someone. Um, but yeah, I'll take the beard. If, if anyone needs a beard, if Luke gives a beard card to one person on the team, who do you give it to? I want to say Cal, but at the same time, Nick Letty needs a beard, man. He's not a good-looking guy. He draws all the power from his beard. Like, give him that beard and let him go and be that 50-point player or something because he, he <laughs> will if you give him the beard, Lou. Yeah, I think I would use it on uh, Letty for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, my last one here is from Eddie Johnny. Uh, with, you you kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, saying, but people would have made fun of the Isles if they used the Fisherman. And it's the screenshot from the Athletic headline saying NHL reverse retro jerseys, power rankings from the sublime to subpar to the Islanders. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. Everyone was like, but they're going to make fun of us again. Oh, I can't live through that again. G- guess, guess what? <laughs> they're doing it anyways for a fourth jersey. 
Come on, man. Like, let's just have some fun. Absolutely. Have some having some fun would be good. Uh should we talk about the video? Sure. Yes. Um, so I, I said that I went to the uh team store today, so I picked up some merch. I got the backpack which they put on sale, has the fisherman logo on it, and the uh the beanie as well, the with the little pom pom thing on top. Love it. Yep. It, it looks really nice. Um so on the way back I went with my sister and on the way back I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna do do like a little like a like a skit, and she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I think I I'm in a troll mood," and she's like, "What is it? What's a troll mood?" Is like, "Oh, you'll see. I'll send you the video." Uh, did not expect it to do as well as what it did. It ha- it's got like six thousand views right now. So thank good you job. to everyone who's watched it. Yeah, appreciate that. It's it's a good video because you're you're right. Like, oh god, like look at this. Oh, this is such an ugly, and it's it's really nice. They did a really good job with did, yeah. with the backpack and such. If I wasn't so cheap, I'd definitely buy one. Um, but I, I don't have ninety-one dollars to spend in a backpack. I really don't. <laughs> no, I get that. One hundred percent. But uh, yeah, so shout out to the Islanders team store for putting that stuff on sale. I know a lot of people were talking on on Twitter today uh, about all the stuff that they got, and I got to tell you, man, there were a lot of fisherman logos in that team store. Good, merch. good. Like, l- I. I'm glad they're at least embracing it there. And and maybe that's why Lou didn't. He's like, I, I'm going to take the safe route because it's Lou. I'm already selling it. If they want to get their fill, get their fill, but I don't have to get it on the ice. Cool. All right, fine. Uh, but it doesn't mean you could just not do anything with the jersey. Again, we're relitigating what we said earlier, but like, I'm glad they're at least embracing it enough to sell it, at least. In an official capacity, right? Like, we're not going to, like... Uh, fanatics or some like Chinese site to get it. No, this is straight out from the Islanders Pro Shop. Yes, <laughs> don't slam DHgate like that, man. They come in the clutch. <laughs> or AliExpress, RIP. For, for a cheap guy like me, yes, you're right. It, it, it works. It, it's great. Absolutely. So let's do a couple plugs before we get out of here. So wherever you are listening to the show, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. Really appreciate that. You could also follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch is over at TLO Mitch. You could like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You could also download our app or visit the website, eyesonisles.com. And last but not least, maybe check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eyes on Isles. You get a whole bunch of bonus content. You get a mailbag show, which we're going to record right after this, where we answer your questions. We get... Um, other po- podcast deep dives during the off season, which we're doing right now. During the season, you get uh, post game shows, live streams, whole bunch of fun stuff over there, right, Mitch? Oh, it's it's constant. There's always something going up, always something happening. We're doing the mailbag right now. Well, maybe not right now. After this, there's already ten questions in there with some comments, um, some good ones like how I became a fan, uh, some stuff about prospects, ranking the reverse retros, like top three, bottom three. Can't wait. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for us on episode 170. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. 
Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.